Triple M Breakfast thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale. Shop our huge range of big brand fragrances at the lowest prices. Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener App. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Podcast. Hello, Mardo, Margo and Dan with you. Get in touch anytime. Just go to Martin's, uh, Mardo's house on Morton. Just knock on the door. Have a chat. Yeah, I'll be there. This is how he answers G'day. the door. You yeah, ring the doorbell, man. Because I am the rum lord. No, you the have other to one. wipe your feet on the rum no. lord map first. When I, when I say, where are you from? I'm a listener and I go, just go. F*** off. <laughs> I'm a workmate of yours. Listeners are welcome. I say, I'm Dan. I press your buttons. <laughs> F*** off. Yeah, you too. Uh, <laughs> is this Kayla or Carla from Moray Field? A massive heartfelt thank oh, you. Hold on. Is it Kala? G A L A H, like Galar is G A L, so it must. She's K A L A H. Galar. Yeah, I'd say Galar. Galar. Kayla. Kalua. Kalua. From Morrowfield. Whatever it is. A massive heartfelt thank you for the opportunity to tick a concert off the bucket list. We had the most amazing time. Biggest love to you. Oh. Very grateful. Which one do we do for yeah. them? What, Leopard, I what guess. concert did or Paul you go McCartney, to? Or oh. the, the garage session. Garage we, sessions. We, we, oh. we hook people up with a lot of gear. Kalar. Motley Crue. It did happen last night, though, and Def Leppard. You want to hear my review that I got from my girlfriend? Oh, yeah. I gave her some tickets. Not really. She said uh, seven out of ten. Just humour Motley Crue was more of a show with girls, etc. What does that mean? Tommy was fun with his show us your tits. Def Leppard was all singing and him saying the same. Hi, Brisbane. Good to be here between each song. Show us your tits. From Tommy, mate, you've got hepatitis, all right? The tits are locked. Put your tits I'm away. Not, I'm not coming near you with my tits. <laughs> oh, I right? see. Yeah. I've seen his willy. I, I got a review from You've the, seen um, his willy? I've oh, not death. seen the porno. It's oh, so right good. Him and is Pammy? The one on a boat. Pammy and Tommy. No, if you're going to watch a celebrity porno, go Warwick Cappers. That's funny. Because he's got a uh, video <laughs> camera. He's operating it with a remote control. So he's zooming <laughs> in on himself because he's got the thing spun around. He, so he zooms in on himself. Yeah, you like that? He'd the rather. Wizard, the wizard. The wizard. Yeah, wizard. Tommy, I hear. Long and skinny. Yeah. What's the wizard? No, nah, just pretty standard. Standard. Yeah, had a little Sydney Swans um, Guernsey on did it. it. Did yeah. he have a Brisbane Lions tat on his old fella as well? No, oh, well, bears, I think. Is it weird that my son asked me if I was a boy, what would I do? What would be the first thing I'd do with my doodle? He said, oh, Mum, yeah. if you were a boy, what would you do with your doodle? What would you do? I'm interested. I don't know. That's because he's thought about having He said, having would you breasts. rather a skinny one or a fat one? I was like, I don't know why I'm having this conversation wow. with you. Stop it. Fat. Mm. Huh. Yeah, so what did Motley Crue and Def Leppard get? Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Well, the drummer if got I, If I had breasts, oh, I'd just show everybody uh, all no, the time. I'd be no, so you generous. No, you wouldn't. Oh, I would. Take your shirt off. Yeah, that, yeah. There you go. Hairy. 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 I think Car accident. Finding a bear. Trying to see. Yeah, 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 he, he, he showed Tommy Lee his tits. Porno. Next minute, he's going to get amputated. No, I think it was a car accident. We can't in the get cancelled on the podcast, can we? I think it was diabetes. Hey, Trucky. Car accident was it? He look, pump him up though. He's incredible. Hey, that what, drummer. Is, what's his hey, name? 
Do we have to look it up? All right, can I Tommy move Lee, on to the next one? Is that one? Slash, Motley Crue? No, no. No, what brand's he in? Guns and Roses. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Rick sorry, sorry. Allen is an English drummer who's played for the rock band Def Leppard since 78. Car crash. Yeah, you're right. Car crash. What year? Girls, uh, girls, 31 girls. December, New Year's Eve, 1984, the year. How old was, was he born. when he had the car accident? Right in between our birthdays, Margo. He was born in 63, so he was 23, 21. 21. Yeah, righto. So he already knew how to drum with two hands and then he lost one. That's terrible. Hmm. Should be able to get a mechanical one, surely. Straight up where he left off, though, didn't he? Yeah, good on him. Mm, Good on him. What is the trucky Mitch one? He wants from Eden's Landing. Re the taser, taser, taser sound effect. Taser, taser, taser. He said it's catching on. You need to edit the taser, taser, taser into the NCIS Sydney advert. You know how they're doing that ad for NCIS? I don't know what the noise was. There's another version people may not be aware of, too, the really aggressive one. Taser, taser, taser! So what's NCIS Sydney? They're filming episodes there, are they? And yeah. what's, I don't know the music. Who's NCIS? Like as in the TV show? Yeah, yeah. they're doing it in Sydney. Spin-off. NCIS Sydney. But does anyone know what their sound music is? Is it normally what Miami? NCIS Miami? They've had goes everywhere, I think. CSI Miami, I think. Oh, that's CSI. What's NCIS? It's another one of those shows. Crime, investigation. I need to have a look. Network 10. Here we go. This might be it. For the first time outside the US. Special Agent Michelle Mackey, NCIS. Sergeant Jim Dempsey, AFP. Welcome to Australia. NCIS Sydney, exclusive to Paramount Plus. Where do they want the taste? Oh, that was it. Hands on your head. Part of a murder investigation. Taser, taser, taser. <laughs> Get to the ground. NCIS Sydney. Ah, uh, me. Taser, taser, taser. NCIS Sydney, streaming Friday, exclusively ah. on Paramount+. Plus. Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. Hey, can we do a quick round of this? Marto, Margo, throw yeah. your hand up when you would have. And that's when I turn the TV off. Oh, Mars Singer the other night. Oh, okay. I, I watched the grand final for five minutes and I just went, get that rubbish off. How dare you, dummy Im, local it. Daisy Hill girl, taking you out. St- X Factor winner, Mars Singer winner. Hold on, you're just saying empty words now. Eurovision. She was, she was inside a snow something. It, it was just Snowfox. ridiculous. Snow fox. Remember ridiculous. when she came second in Eurovision? How yeah. good was it being the second best country in Europe? Even though we're strapped All right, what do you got? Now, my favourite news service, Channel 9. Always watch them every night with mm. Lofty, but um, every now and then they like to just irritate us with some pun work. So just put your hand up, Marto and Margo, when you would have. A raging bull has launched itself at one lucky unlucky officer who sensationally avoided injury thanks to a new integrated load bearing vest i saw i saw this story and i was still on then because mm. oh. Yeah. The, I saw the bull over the other side of the truck had rolled over at Charleville and the cops went out to sort things out. What? And this bull started coming. I thought, uh-oh, someone's going to get munched here. Yeah. We were talking about Gordon Tallis at the regatta. Uh, no, 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 no. No, a vest ain't going to save you from that. <laughs> what is the go with this vest? Tell us. There's a bull on the loose and this police officer is on the pointy end of a chance encounter. Mm-hmm. He's barged over and stomped. This has all the makings of a cowtastrophe. Oh, oh, well, then. then I, I, I mean, I producer do Alex is are you out too, Mark? Yeah, oh, well. It got worse, though, I know, because I didn't turn the TV off. Margot's hanging in there, though. With the stakes high, the officer <laughs> responds quickly. She's enjoying it. I like it. Yeah. Crews were responding to a livestock rollover at Charleville when they were forced to take the bull by the horns. 
<laughs> Get me a taser. I'm heading up to Mount Coother to hit a couple taser, of these taser, folks. Taser. He needed a red sheet. Oh. Like a matador. <laughs> Triple M, Bardo Bardo Dad. No, I'm I still hate. in, is it? No? Hey, do you want to hear another power cut? Power cut. Please. I tried to say cow pun. I nearly got myself cancelled. Power cut. Don't say Don't it. Don't say it. <laughs> Don't put another letter on the end. Power cut. Kapow. Bardo, Bardo, and Dan on Triple M. And what an honour. Today on the show, we've been talking about it all morning. We have the greatest golfer that ever came out of the suburb of Bray Park. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Cameron Smith. Hello, yeah. mate. Hey, mate. How you doing? All right. The greatest golfer that ever came from Pine Rivers High. Um, Cam Smith, I don't know whether everyone's heard that yet, but the Australian PGA on at Royal Queensland <laughs> between November 23rd and 26th, of course. Where's Royal Queensland for all you idiots? It's as Under you're the travel- bridge. As you're travelling over the gateway. Mate, That's that'll be great to have you. Home. Do you remember last year, the party hole? I believe it's oh. on the 17th again. As a golfer, do you love that, Cam? Yeah, love it, mate. I think every tournament should have one hole that's kind of like that. It was a, it was a great vibe. You know, lots of fun there for the spectators, and it was fun for us as well, so win-win. Why do people have to be quiet in golf, Cam? I mean, surely the party hole, if you guys are embracing it, do you like it, the quietness for most of the time? Well, someone like you wouldn't care, surely. No, I don't really mind it. I mean, on live now, we we get a lot of it, so it it doesn't really bother me. I think um, a few of the old kind of scrawny guys, it bothers a little bit, but um, (laughs) golf's kind of moving in a a different direction now, so it's it's good. It's good fun. Cam, tell us, uh, there's a lot of, you know, talk and controversy around the whole live tournament versus the PGA, but now they seem to have kind of come together and amalgamated in ways. How's that all going? How's it been? Um, yeah, it's it's been okay. I guess we we haven't really had too much uh, to do with it. That's for people smarter than us. So it all seemed a bit of a farce in the end, anyway. I mean, like that would be a ridiculous idea for you not to go across to live. Yeah, yeah it was it was that, and you know, spending a bunch more time in Australia for me, it's uh, it's something that I haven't been able to do the last kind of eight or nine years. And this year, I'll be able to spend uh, a few months at home, which which was never the case. So. Yeah, seeing more of friends and family is definitely what I want to do. Cam, I know how big a Broncos fan you are, and you uh, you didn't you tried to make it home for the GF, but I think you were stuck in San Diego or somewhere. Um, we've cancelled Brisbane over the last five weeks or so mm. since the loss, and everyone's gotten <laughs> gotten through it. You were on your own. Um, are you okay? And how did you go? We, did you watch it? How did you go with the whole grand final business? It was terrible. Yeah, I, I watched it. It was actually on at a really crappy time in San Diego. I had to stay up until about, I think I think the game finished about 4.30am. So, oh, yeah, the the iPad went flying across the room and um, <laughs> I was an angry boy the next couple of were, days. Were you but, on your own though? A lot um, of us had other, each other to do, to, to, you know, to, to help deal with Sh- it. Shoulders to cry on, mate. You would have yeah. been on your own, yeah. lonely. Yep. Yeah, I was on my own. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It, I was in a sad spot there for a few days, but uh, yeah, Damn. I, we know I you're a massive fine. Broncos fan, and there's an enormous honour that gets bestowed upon very few Australians. I, I'm going to say this is the greatest honour in probably all of Australia. It's known as um, being a number one ticket holder. Now, if the Broncos oh, would approach the Broncos, don't interrupt me, please. I'm on a. I'm on a roll here. If the Broncos <laughs> would approach you, <laughs> Cam, with that sort of off. I don't know if you know who the Brisbane Lions' number one ticket holder is, but uh, would you accept it for the? Broncos side, Ken? <laughs> Do the Broncos have one? Aren't you embarrassed for yourself, Yeah, ab- absolutely. Okay. Absolutely I would. <laughs> Do the Broncos have a number one ticket? 
it was, I think, no, joking aside, I yeah. think it was, was it Lockie Murdoch at one stage? Oh, piss that off. No, Cam Smith, we are going to, uh, we are going to make, make things move. Yeah, we go, we've got to discuss this with the Bronx. And now Cam Smith <laughs> has put the respect on my name I deserve, Mardo Margo. Yep. Are you happy to acknowledge that number one ticket holder? Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather talk to Cam. Cam, <laughs> we're also got a commercial arrangement where we um, support the Dolphins. Yes. Um, have, can you find it in your heart to also have room for the Dolphins? Yeah, they're definitely my second team. Yeah. I would say that. I actually used to work at the Ready RSL, so uh, Redcliffe is, is close to my heart. <laughs> the oh, peninsula, of course. Where do the Cowboys and the Titans land on the ladder? Yeah, I, I would say they're second as well. That all the okay. Queensland teams are, are tied second for me. Cam, can I ask, most guys, you know, who work normal jobs, they go and play around a golf with their mates on the weekend or during work hours, whenever they choose to, um, to relax and have a bit of fun. What do you do? Because, you know, their hobby is your job, your work. What do you do for fun when you come back home and you don't have a golf stick in your hand? What are you doing? Uh, probably fishing. Uh, fishing. Fishing's oh definitely, uh, it's the love of my life. Can, I, can we check, because we're so local here, did you used to go down to the boat ramp there at Dolly's, Dolly's Rocks Road? <laughs> Once upon a time, yeah, I was a young fella then. My, my dad used to have a tinny. We used to go down every now and again. Catch bloody fishing, brim but, out uh, of the yeah, Pine River. What oh. a life. Plays yeah. golf for a living, rocks a mullet and fishes for fun. You have absolutely nailed this thing called life, Cam Smith. Well done to you, sir. We're looking forward to having you home very we'll shortly. We'll be out there. Yeah, buddy, we'll be getting rowdy at the party hole Thanks. supporting you. Trey and PGA, Royal Queensland Golf Club, the unofficial Broncos number one ticket holder there, Cam Smith. Oh, oh did you yeah. back a Melbourne Cup winner, Cam? No, I didn't. I'm not a massive punter. My caddy was uh, crying yesterday. He got the uh, the horse that finished second, so oh. he was whinging oh. on me all afternoon. So. Win some, you yeah. lose more. Good on you, Cam. Thanks for your time, buddy. Yep, too easy, guys. See you soon. Get the Toyota Forklift Advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Marto's Thought on Sport. Hey, I was watching the uh, the news last night, and they showed the party with Mark Zara and without a fight, the Melbourne Cup party. They'd won their eight million. Number three. How much they win? Like, it's eight million dollars prize money. They'd pay about five million. So all the owners and trainers. I think the jockey got two hundred and fifty grand or something. So is that five percent of five mil? It's yeah. such a split, isn't right it? There's so many people involved in. I wonder if he was bloody happy that Mark Zara two hundred fifty thousand for one race. There's two. bloodstock agents. There's what? trainers. There's owners. Yep. There's they're all there at the party. They all went to this big restaurant in Melbourne. Uh, on Tuesday night. And they who had the does vision. own it? The Sheikh, Sheikh Mohammed, the bloke who, uh, the boss of Dubai. Oh. Yes, he, he's got well a bit of dough, that him. I'm sure yeah. he needed an Jolly $8 good. million dollar cut of the Melbourne Cup. Okay, so the trophy's worth 250 grand, but yeah. the prize money's $14 million. Oh, so his first place, $8 million. So therefore he ah, got it split up, 400000 or something. Oh, anyway, but he had a pretty good night, and I thought, oh, hello, he's probably on it. They interviewed him, and he was dead set sober. And Who? The jockey? The jockey, Mark Zara. He was straight down the line. Everyone else was wobbly. There was espresso martinis. There was all sorts of things flying. He is. They interviewed him. He was straight down the line. The thing for us, though, we, we still got to ride on Thursday, and you got to ride Saturday. So I'll, I'll have a big one next Saturday. A big reckon? one? He's yeah, a jockey. A one. It'd be one drink. <laughs> yeah, he won't be pissed, <laughs> be, will he? Uh, yeah, a big one's just a schooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Do you reckon he blew himself up after he won last year and he learned his lesson? That he had too much weight to two it. in a row for See, him. some of them have got to ride at 52 kilograms. I don't think he rides anything below 55 because he's, he's, a, he's a proper adult. I mean, um, getting the plane home hungover mm. is bad, but can you imagine riding a horse <laughs> the next oh, day God. hungover? Oh, my head. And having a spew on its mane. Anyway, his wife, because I remember I went, where's his wife? Because we played his sister yesterday and she went nuts over the diddly-o after the race. And I went, hold on, I remember seeing his wife. This is two weeks ago mm-hmm. after he won the Caulfield Cup. <laughs> My husband says, if you have a bad dream, you say it out loud. And if you have a good dream, you don't say it. And I only told him part of my good dream. My good dream was we drew barrier seven. And then we drew barrier seven. But the other part of my dream was that we f***ing won. That was my dream on Wednesday okay. night. It was Tuesday All night. Right. That was live. We've beat the um, F word there, but mm. she went live and Americans, dropped an F bomb. Jesus. In a bloody septic tank. <laughs> now, there she was, and I'm going, what, where, where? I didn't where did see her. did she fit into it? Well, I didn't see her. I saw her very briefly. She gave him a kiss, but she didn't go bonkers. And then he explained the whereabouts of his wife straight after the race. Well, after I won, I think she went straight to the Lexus marquee and said, my husband just won the Melbourne Cup, and I'm coming in here to drink up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> she is They mad. have the good champagne. She doesn't need to drink because she sure does. Do I well done. I tried that. It didn't work. If you have the Melbourne <laughs> Cup in your hand, you're getting into any market. Oh, God, fill her up. <laughs> this is my ticket. Holly Breen, his humour ain't clean. With his handlebar moustache, he looks mean. It's Holly Breen. Hey, Marto, do you like I've got a headband on? Did you even notice? What do you mean? Have a look at that. I've got long hair for the listener. I've um, yeah, your headphones are obscuring it. I didn't notice it when you. We used to use. Is it a stretchy one or is it a a fixed headband? It's a fixed headband. We used to have one that went all the way around, and you do your bottom and your top. Oh mate, you didn't get a rat's tail. You're on triple M. I love it when I do my bottom and my top at the same time. It's great. I just thought these were all just about fashion. It's just function. That's what it's for. Keeps your fringe out of your face. Yeah. yeah, footy players, because players. you can't hurt yourself. Can, you, am, can you put it on? I am not going to put it on. No, Come I'm on. not going to do no, it. My hair looks like Kramer's <laughs> at the moment. Grey Kramer. Anyway, um, no, I've, Kramer. I've got my hair out of my face, so it's lovely. And it's lovely to be in here and let you know, I'm yeah. sure all of, the, all of the, uh, your wonderful, dedicated listeners are frothing at the butthole to hear this news. I am um, I'm doing Woodford Folk Festival again. Oh. Happy to oh. announce it. That's surprise, the, surprise. It's the exclusive. The home, <laughs> of the, shot. the home of the butthole frothers, Woodford <laughs> Festival. Now, do you need a caravan to get there again? No, I'm not last, even got a camp. No, but I'm, I'm going to go and test out the moxie of the hippies uh, in that uh, at that wonderful festival. Um, I, I just wonder if there's anybody else, even in this room, anyone here ever salted a placenta while it's still connected Excuse to your me. newborn baby no. and then put no, decorative ha- flowers on it and wrapped it up in a tie-dye? No. No, never no, done that? you qualify. <laughs> wow, is that salted? the definition of a hippie these days? I reckon so. Yeah, yeah you've either have got assaulted a placenta or mm. eaten some of it. Is so there, there's different types of... Is there different criteria of hippie? Yeah, there definitely is. Salted I mean, placenta's the top of that spectrum, isn't it? That yeah. placenta jerky's like A1 hippie. I mean, sometimes you look at a hippie and you're like, is it a hippie? Is it a bogan? Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of difference, though. If you You're ask right, a hippie though. and a bogan what they care about, mm. it's the same, same answer. Thing. It's Did children and the earth. I look right? at your tattoos on your arms. Is there a difference between a hippie and t- bogan tattoos? Well, I reckon so. See, I've got I've got these wonderful geometric shapes that are actually representative of my children's names. Oh. So I'm the hipster equivalent of a bogan getting their kids' yeah, names tattooed. Yeah. You're a hippie, yeah. I reckon. Mm. Oh, yeah. to, uh, there's an no. element of hippiness have, in you. No, I have a son who's a hippie. You he's, live. He's uh, wearing an R.M. Williams shirt. 
shirt and four-wheel drive Crocs. <laughs> Thank it's you. It's from a second-hand <laughs> shop. He didn't buy that properly. <laughs> Why am I a hippie? I don't know. You wear you towelling shorts Island, and you mate. live on Morton yeah. Island. Oh, oh that's all it takes. You, you live on an island, you're yeah. a hippie. Yeah, yeah, he buddy. wears anklets, you know, beaded anklets oh, yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got little bracelets. Yeah, I've got little jade beads. They're meant to, Karen sold me these, and they're meant to open up your chakra. Can you close your chakra, please? Actually, it's getting wolfy in the studio. <laughs> I was out walking with my uh, yeah. my teenager last night, and um, it, I, we've been doing this as a bit of a ritual. The little kids go to bed, and then we go for a little walk. And I was just saying to him, "Mate, I've got to come up with some content for radio tomorrow. It's like it's my it's my half hour <laughs> what work do you got a for week. Me? Come on, champion! Just give me, give me something. something." And he goes, "Just make it up." And I went, oh, okay, mate. Or just, mate, you know, my, my job, the thing that feeds him is being a storyteller. And he just, just go, oh, just make it up. I went, well, it's not as easy as that. He goes, yeah, it is. And then he goes to start telling a story and then he just stops. He's got nothing. He goes, well, it is hard. <laughs> and I said, listen, mate, this is what you've got to do. When, when, and for anyone here who wants to tell a story, there's, there's some basic tenets of telling a good story, which is you've got to have the characters, so give, get a name, get a location, and then get an action, and then you've got a story, okay. right? And and maybe throw in a suddenly. And he goes, righto. And he just goes straight off into this. He goes, yeah, I was out fishing with my mate Bodie out at uh, Bribey Island. Mm. And um, we, were, we had the lines in the water, and then all of a sudden the line went really taut and went straight down into the ocean. And then there was this huge shadow that went underneath the boat. And all of a sudden, this massive shark, bigger than Meg, jumped Whoa. over the boat. Oh, wow. Anyway, the next morning we woke up and we realised we've smoked too much pot. <laughs> this is your son. Well, that'll do, champ. I'll tell that on the radio. <laughs> Triple M Breakfast. Don't you know, Marto, Margo and Dan on the radio. Triple M Breakfast with Marto, Margo and Dan. Cam Smith going to be joining us here on Triple M. 20 past six this morning. The hairy... Headed one, the golf no, one. Not the, not the hairy armed not the, one. Not the NRL hairy armed one, the mulleted one. Mm. Uh, great lad. Very proud of him. He's coming home, I think. Yes, party hole. We're talking party hole at um, Queensland Golf. So uh, Cam will tell us all about that, 20 past six. Hey, guys, it's about that time of year. Year 12, schoolies is just around the corner. Next Friday. Next Friday, Marto. Yeah. Kids yes. are going to be graduating all over the place, left, right and centre. Are, kids are going to be vomiting all over the place. Uh, how exciting yeah. for them. I can't wait uh, for them just to experience the... Just the mm. cops have the... Taser, taser, taser. <laughs> God, school is really stupid. Let's talk about that next week. Yeah, but another thing uh, that they would have experienced just recently... Is they're formals, you know. They all get together with their partners and they mm. go off for one last hurrah and they have a great night of dancing. And you wear your dad's suit and the sleeves come mocktails. down over your fingers. You look like an orangutan. And what's another thing that goes hand in hand with formals? That's the arrival. You know, you hire a fancy car. You have the pre-formal party. You get all dressed up and get in a, I don't know, some sort of hot rod or a truck or in the back of a motorbike or a trike or something to better you know, your mates and the friends before and you rock up at the front. Some people do. Some people do. Most people do. Well, this school did because uh, the teacher, well, the deputy principal, is suing the state government for... Uh, the loss of hearing during excessive noise from cars and motorbikes at the school formal. Well, one night. Turn it up. What? <laughs> she no, no, what was she doing there? Turn it down. Turn it down. She alleges that when she was standing at the front of the hotel next to the long semicircular driveway, she was exposed. 
in brackets. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what they, they, were, they were dropping off and revving up, and she says it's made her death. Just half an hour of arrivals. She was exposed to extreme sharp and loud noise for an extended period of time. You lived in Logan, love. I experienced this. Should I be suing the state government for living in the area of Logan? My dad reckons he's deaf in one ear. He went to Led Zeppelin at Festival Hall, Marto, I think in 74. And just that one ear, he was next to a speaker. He reckons it's cactus now because it was blasting him all night. Well, imagine if you go to the supercar. Well, she's obviously not a supercar fan or. Or a um, Formula One fan. Doesn't go out to Willow Bank every weekend for the drags. Can we sue Triple M for having to work with her for three and a half hours? Oh, yes. I'm going, what? I'm deaf. Triple M breakfast. I'll run this one by you. Um, There's a woman down the Gold Coast had her Mazda CX-5, you know, those SUVs, had it stolen Halloween night. She was inside fixing up her kids' costumes. They were about to head out. The car was in there. Bang, stole it from down the Gold Coast. It's inconsiderate, isn't it? If If you're a youth criminal, and you see a car with car seats, seats in the back, just know it. that you're inconveniencing okay. someone who actually needs that vehicle. All right, so that was Halloween night. What was that just last week? Yeah. So she put it on Facebook, said, hey, can anyone help me? Obviously told the police and stuff. One of her friends was driving past at Parkwood there out the back of the coast, yeah. driving past and looked across at a car wash and there it is being washed by the two young blokes. Oh, washing it. By the two 16-year-olds who'd st- <laughs> stolen it were washing the car. They then, so that woman then said she didn't stop and confront them. She took the photo, put it up. They found them the next day, bang, arrested. Of course, they're into court and they're probably free now, but that's not the thing. Can I, have you ever heard of this? Like these kids have stolen a car and they've gone to the trouble. I've got them here. They've got the hose in one hand. They've got the brush and everything. Because it must have been. That woman needs to have a look. Well, a of course. Filthy it's car. got kids seats I've in it. I've gone to the trouble of stealing filthy. this car. Did they this get is... the soggy sayos out of the <laughs> car seats? Did they imagine? get the sultanas? There they are. Look the at rusk them. sticks. Exactly. Juice you're box. a kid stealing a car and you're disgusted by how dirty it is. This woman needs to have a look at some of her hygiene there standards. There was sticky dried juice on the oh, leather seat. Yes. <laughs> I can't I see anything through this screen. I found a fossilised McDonald's chip under the driver's seat. Imagine getting in, like two P-plates. Is getting into a car and just looking at each other, going, "What sort of a woman lives what, in this car? What a yeah, pig's sort of a life are they running? Let's go and clean it before <laughs> yes. we take it on the road." Nice little flashback, though, to, clean, hey? to look under and go, "Oh, bro, remember Tiny Teddy? Those yeah. things are cool." Imagine <laughs> my car is just full of Tiny <laughs> the Teddies. First time Dunkaroo. ever. <laughs> first time ever a stolen car has been returned in better in condition. Better condition. <laughs> Marto, Margot, and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane as. Of course, the rate increase that occurred uh, just before the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday has put more pressure on the cost of living and they reckon now double-income families, some of them are now just working poor. There's, there's living poverty but they're working two jobs. You know, both partners are working a job. It's come incredible and I saw the Smith family. You see that guy from the Smith family last night talking about some of the stats? Well, if you didn't, it doesn't matter because Doug Taylor's with us now, CEO of the Smith family. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Good morning, guys, and good day to all your listeners. Yeah, listen, some of the stats that came through, you must be hell of a busy these days. Yeah, we sure are. It's a, it's another tough Christmas for Australian families with the interest at interest rate rise, and, of course, it's the second year in a row of cost of living pressures. So it affects all Australian families, but particularly tough time for low-income families uh, across the community, and uh, we just recently surveyed 2,200 of the families that we support at the Smith family. And look, over half of them were talking about the 
difficulty of the increasing grocery costs, rent costs, energy costs and the like. And what they were saying to us, it's just like they've got impossible choices to make as to where they, they use their limited funds, um, really difficult choices they have to make. Yeah, some of those are, you know, for kids uh, at school, people working from home, sometimes the cost of living pressures mean families are cutting back on little, little things like the internet that you don't even think about, uh, really? Doug. How else is it impacting families? Yeah, that's a, that's a good example uh, and really concerning, obviously, if you think about the impact that has on a child's education, you know, a laptop that's connected to the internet is such, it's like a learning essential today. So to not have that in the home makes it really difficult. So we're always concerned as an education charity about the impact of cost of living pressures for low income families on a child's education when they can't have the funds to buy, you know, the books, go on excursions, uh, or buy a school uniform, things mm. that we take yeah. for granted. Can They can have a big impact on a child's education and their, their future uh, life trajectory. And that's why this year we're running our, our annual Christmas appeal and we want to raise $740,000 across Queensland that will support 1,700 students onto our learning and mentoring programs that will make a, wow. make a big difference for them. Doug, where do you get your money from? Does the government help you out? We, uh, the Smith family is 101 years old and from our inception uh, we've been generously supported by the Australian community. So today across Australia we support 62,000 uh, low-income families within, by supporting their students and their education. And all of that comes uh, from support from other Australian families who mm. want to make a difference and uh, and particularly through COVID we saw, uh, interestingly, an increasing in giving with people realising that so many people are doing it tough and, and we're saying again at this uh, this Christmas, yeah, it might be tough for you, but it's a lot tougher. For, for someone else. Mm. That's right. And you never feel bad for giving, do you, Doug? No. Always no, makes you feel good. It, it does. It does. It's, it's one of the great, I think it's one of the great privileges of life to be able to give back and make a difference for another, another family, another person. Well, especially the next generation, Doug. That's where the hope lies for us, mate. 59% of respondents in your survey said it was a choice between food and schooling, which is horrible. How do we help? Go to your website, thesmithfamily.com.au. Yeah. Oh, you look, yes, please. If you would, if people would nice. uh, jump on to smithfamily.com.au and, and we'd, we'd appreciate any, Every dollar any counts. support will go a long way. Good on you, Doug. Now, we know times are tough and some people aren't going to be able to help out. We're not talking to you. If you're doing it tough, you just keep on pushing on. But if you've got some spare money, what a, a dollar. wonderful cause. We've yeah. got 20,000 listeners out there listening this morning and everyone puts in a dollar. That's something. Yeah, we've only got 20, so they need to put in 1,000 oh, each. Okay, That's okay. Uh, good on you, Doug Taylor there. Thanks, mate. See you on the Smith family. Thanks, guys. au. Triple M Breakfast. Hey, listen, um, today, another racing day down in Melbourne. It's incredible. Do they ever do any work down there? <laughs> not, this, not this week, What's mate. What's the called Oaks Day, and then there's Ladies another big... day. It's Ladies a, it's Day. It's a big week. The what joke the is it's... Uh, you were down there Tuesday. There'd be people who would have been there last Saturday, Tuesday. People flew in today. Friday that I was speaking to last yeah. week and then yeah. are flying out till Saturday this week. Right, they're going to all four race meetings yeah. in Mate, one week. One year I was such a pig. I did Caulfield Guineas into Caulfield right. Cup, into Cox Plate, then all four at Flemington. Wow. What a pig. All right, I thought I was good enough. Went went to the Hammer Hotel, which is right next door to where I live, to fill out my race tickets on Tuesday lunchtime when I finished work. Mm. And I was there. Bloke pulled up next to me, wanted to have a yarn, clearly. 
And um, he told me that he met his wife on Melbourne Cup Day, all right? So that was ringing in my ear years ago. That was ringing in my ears when later on the afternoon I went down to uh, that main street of Ascot there. Race Road. Comes from the... Don't pretend like you don't know what it's No, trying to help everybody. (laughs) So it goes from the front of Eagle Farm. What are your first responders? No, no, no. Because I was sitting there watching all the drunks come down the road and they were struggling and girls had their shoes off. You went and got your friend's phone as well from Russell was on Saturday. But I just want to make a point, the difference between what I saw from Saturday's race meeting, which was busy, the drunks that were walking down the road that day, compared to Melbourne Cup. There's there's a bigger chance, because if you go to the races on a Saturday, you're going with friends, okay? Mm -hmm. And friends, especially girls I'm talking here, keep an eye out for each other. And if blokes were trying to approach girls, girlfriends would slap, get out of it. You're not good enough for her. I watched this happen time after time, (laughs) because I watched large groups of 12, 16, 10, walk down the road. What I saw on Tuesday Mm -hmm. was groups of work friends walking down the street. So not as close as your genuine mates that you go out with on a Saturday. And what happens there, more likely that you'll smoke bomb and you won't look after your friend, your work friend, as much as you look after Mm, your social mate. So I believe, and this was on the back of this bloke going, yeah, meet me missus on uh, Melbourne Cup Day. I think there's a greater chance on people hooking up on Melbourne Cup Day. I don't know whether it's just a theory. Can I add to the theory? On a Saturday, you're more likely to kick on and go out, whereas on a Tuesday, I've got to work tomorrow, I'm going to bail early, so you'll just leave people behind. Yep, and those people that get left behind then yep. hook up and they become partners, All right, boys, are we listening? Mm. Right? Well, it's too you late want to now. Shack up, but for next year, we're 363 days away from well, the opportunity, but I'm just saying. Well, you get one route a year. Prepare now for your big 2024 session. Right. And also, look after your workmates. When, when the, that too. Yeah. Yeah, ladies, are we listening, actually? Safety in numbers. Stick with your mates on a Tuesday. They're okay. throwing up in the garden. Take yeah. a video of them while you're holding their hair and, back and, yeah, and to circulate a... around the office yes. later. Thank That's you. the one. Yes. Yeah. Film it's just a theory. It's Mardo and Margo and Dan on Triple M. Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. I'll play you a video here out of this group chat I've got with some mates from... They, they all live in Melbourne. This is like a hangover from when I used to live there. And there's a bloke in there called Curtis, still a really good mate of mine. He will have been to the Melbourne Cup. It must be like two decades running now. He loves it. At Flemington. At like Flemington. Absolute peak for the races. But he's just had a baby, little baby girl. Uh, she'd be six weeks old or so. And we said to him, oh, mate, it's be a bit, bit of a lonely the Tuesday. Yeah, the end of that stuff, mate. So he sent us a video. I'll play the video for you too. The thumbnail of the video is um, his daughter in the pram. It looks almost like a cot. Like, you know, I'm expecting this video to pan up and he's watching the cut at home. on the telly. Yeah. But... And then came Gold Trip, a length away, La Scotia. Oh, he's got the baby in the pram at, at the, the races. races. He's on the rails he, too. He is as close as you can get to the finish line with the Melbourne <laughs> with, the baby, with six his six freaking baby. Wow. I think he said to his wife, Claire, you have the day off, I'll look after the bub. She's like, oh, well, yeah. But I'm going to the races. Correct. That, that's magnificent. And that's what you need to do because too many people, that's his Try first kid. fit in and around mm. the baby. Well, first no, kid. or they get too scared and they don't, there's people don't, don't go anywhere with you've, the baby. You've got to, the baby's got to accommodate your lifestyle and it needs to, you know, We took our Harry, and so mm-hmm. he was our second, so we're a little bit more relaxed. We took Harry when he was, I reckon, two weeks of age over to Morton. 
So I gave him a swim, everything. I like, just went, right up, you're oh, ready to go, son. Him. Yeah. Yeah, we've just, in, in we've just got him used to Morton. He's yeah. got the, the coordinates for North Point on his tattooed, tattooed on his body. On his, on his, He's uh, at ankle. one with Morton. I took my Wiley at one week old to State of Origin in New South Wales to watch Corey play. Oh, that is such a waste of time. <laughs> like, I always look at those people with little babies at the footy and go, what are you? I had an 18-month-old and oh, Wiley no. strapped to my chest. But they don't remember it. Why do you take no, it's them? It's for you. Mate, it was it's convenient. the photos. It was convenient for you Yeah, as nobody well. wants to look yeah. after a baby and I didn't want to not go, so I took the baby with me. One triple three five three. Let's open up the phone, shall we? How young was your kid, or was it done to you when you they went the to kid, something? When they went All to right. something? No, Tilly in our promotions, but didn't she tell us about was it her <laughs> sister when the baby was two weeks old? Went to a music festival. Yeah, headphones pa- on. Papoose wise, I yeah. think so. Those um, earmuffs. Ear- earmuffs you can get for babies. River was about, I think about like three months old when she went to the the drags for the first time. Our youngest daughter, she's seven now. If you would told me that. I would have, I would have rung docks and got them to pop over. No, but you and put grab those headphones on it. It's noise cancelling. I want to she see soundly. children of parents who go to loud things. I want to see if their kid's head is skinnier and pointier from wearing those ear muscles all the time, just <laughs> squeezing their like, like a little pencil head. You know, they show yeah, they the dummy and their teeth start, they get buck teeth. Yeah, is that right? You can tell. Why is your head so skinny? <laughs> oh, yeah, my um, mum's married well, to a V8 supercar driver. <laughs> Talk to Danny yeah, about taking Danny his Danny and Maury Field, 13353. How old were you or your kid when you took them somewhere? Hey, it was me. I was probably about one year old in 1970. Yeah. Um, my mother and father threw me in a car and took me out to Castlereagh Drag Street down in Sydney for a top fuel meet. Oh. Proper bogan. Proper bogan, Danny. Yeah. Hey, that's bogan. good. What impact did it make on you? Are you deaf today? Uh, deaf as a post. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bloody <laughs> oath. That's great. Have a listen to some of these. There was, uh, there's Bronwyn. She had, uh, what, five hours old and went out to dinner. <laughs> Alicia in South McLean was one we called and her parents took her to the date tree. Is that necessary? Adam in Wynnum. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? Yeah, good. Can you relate? What happened? Mate, we, um, I, I needed some bolts. Um, so I stopped at Bunnings on the way home from the hospital from picking up my eldest. Jesus. Oh, that's, that's good work, Adam. Hours old. Oh, three days old. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're walking around Bunnings. This lady comes up and goes, oh, beautiful baby, Anna. How old is it? And I'm like, three days. Then she starts lecturing me. Oh. <laughs> Keep your baby at home. Adam, I picked but, up my wife when I had our first child. I threw the dog in the back seat. She just came out to put the little, yeah, you know, what do you call that thing? Bassinet. Bassinet. The capsule in the back. She went, oh, you're an idiot. She wanted to leave Father the dog. She wanted to leave the dog at the hospital. Swap <laughs> <laughs> some sort of swap program. All right. Uh, well, let's clear the runway. Triple M, talk to you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Triple M Breakfast Podcast for Chemist Warehouse. Hurry into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale. Shop our huge range of fragrances at the lowest prices. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day.